I remember talking to a happily married couple. They had been married for at least a couple decades, maybe a little longer. And they decided to share with me what they learned, what was most important uh, to them, what they discovered in their first five years of marriage. They told me that their first five years were actually probably the roughest time in their marriage that they had. That when they had gotten married and they were living together, there was a lot of struggle and contention. There was a lot of difficulty taking place. They couldn't quite understand why their spouse would do and say the things that they were doing and saying. So they assumed that it was deliberate, that was intentional in order to upset them. What they learned, though, is that after they had gone for professional counseling, that they are just two very, very different people. And that they approach things differently. They think of things differently. And what one would do to, solu- to be a solution to a problem, the other person would think makes no sense at all. And yet, when they realized that it wasn't intentional, when it wasn't deliberate to offend or upset their spouse, that they just think differently. They just operate differently. When they were able to recognize and accept that, then their marriage became stronger than it had ever been before. I say this because today we are celebrating the Holy Family. And so family life is an important thing for us to consider. How is it that we live out our vocations in our own families? Do we experience struggle and difficulty and challenges? Probably yes. But how do we overcome those things? What do we do about that? Well, it starts with our relationship with God. Because when we're right with God, when our relationship with God is good, then His grace, His love fills us and spills out to all our other relationships. And so that should really be our starting point. Something's going wrong in the family. Consider, what's your relationship with God like? Are you being filled with his grace? Are you receiving his mercy and his love? Are you able to share that with others? In our first two readings, we hear about Abraham's relationship with God. We hear about the profound faith that he had when God tells him that he's going to give him a son. And that through that son, he's going to have numerous descendants. This could be hard for him to believe since he was rather elderly and his wife was barren. But he was humble too. He recognized who God was and who he was in relationship with God. He recognized how much he is profoundly loved and cared for by God. And he chose to believe, to have faith that what God is telling him is true. It took about 25 years or so, but eventually he did have his son with his wife. And so God pulled through on what he had promised. Faith and humility. These things are important in our relationship with God. And from that, our relationship with God being in a good place, our family life can be in a better place. Because of the grace and the love and the mercy that we receive from God can flow from us to those in our families. When we look at our gospel passage, we see that the Holy Family had this kind of faith and humility, that Joseph and Mary took Jesus to the temple, and they did so because this was required by the Jewish law. And by, because they believed, 
what God had revealed, they followed through in humbly living out their faith. Did they really need to do this, given the fact that they're not an ordinary family, that Jesus himself actually is God? One could argue that they didn't need to. But in humility, they followed through with what is the normal practice. We see Simeon and Anna, they recognize that this family is different. This family is special. This family is extraordinary. And yet they remained humble and they remained faithful. We, unfortunately, are not as holy as the holy family. And so we do have a tendency to have struggles, to have difficulties in our relationships, kind of like the couple I had mentioned at the beginning. But struggles, challenges, tension, this is all normal in family life. And so it's not something that we should be afraid of or run away from, but it's something that does need to be addressed, something that needs to be worked through. The couple that I was mentioning before, they were, in their relationship, they were breaking apart until they sought help. And once they had that, they became stronger than ever. It was in part because of their faith that they were willing to have the resolve to work through their differences rather than give up, and their humility to ask someone for assistance. So I'm going to share some tips and strategies for overcoming tension and issues and struggles, friction that people may experience in family life. The first one, probably easy to guess based upon what I've already said, is prayer. Something's not going well, talk to God about it. Sometimes we can get new insights into a situation because we're asking God for assistance. Sometimes he can soften our hearts and the hearts of the other members of our families, making it easier to work through whatever's going on that's causing tension. Second, let the problem be the problem. Identify it and work together as a team to resolve it. Sometimes someone recognizes that things aren't going well, but they may not mention it. And the other person may be completely oblivious that there's an issue, that there's a problem that needs to be resolved. But taking the approach of let's figure this out together makes it quicker to resolve. Timing is important too. We need to know when to halt, H-A-L-T. This acronym was actually very helpful for one couple that was having struggles in their relationship. He was a construction worker and when he came back from work, he was both hungry and tired. And HALT stands for hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. If someone is hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, that is not a good time to have a serious conversation because that person is not going to be thinking clearly, they're more likely to be defensive, and they're gonna be quick to be irritable. And so when I shared with them this acronym of HALT, and they started to live that out in their marriage, it was amazing the transformation they experienced. What they discovered was in their family life, it made the most sense to wait until his day off, about midday, and then have a serious conversation after lunch. And it was amazing how quickly and easily they were able to work through their differences and problems. So it's good for us to halt when we need to, to remember that if someone's hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, that is not a good time to have a serious conversation. 
There's many other tips that I can share with you too, but I would like to just share one more, and that is if you discover in your family life that there are struggles that are difficult to overcome, then maybe outside assistance would be needed. Maybe reaching out to a trusted friend who would be objective about whatever the struggle is, maybe reaching out to a priest or a deacon, or um, turning to an extended family member and talk it out can help you work through these things. And if necessary, also to seek professional help, like the couple I mentioned at the beginning. In our own parish family, I know that I'm doing the best that I can um, to help us all get closer to God, but I also know that I've made a number of mistakes, uh, especially because I'm new at this. So um, I am sorry if I have said or done anything that has offended you or upset you, but these tips can help even in parish family life and any other relationships too. So if you think about coworkers and things or uh, even strangers, if you're following this advice, it can help you overcome any tension, friction, or conflict that you might encounter. And we have the Holy Family with their faith and their humility as an example for us on how to live out our family life. So let us turn to the Holy Family and pray for our own families as we prepare to meet Jesus Christ in the Most Holy Eucharist.